joining us on the Bold platform. My name is Adrian, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. If this is your first episode, thank you so much for coming along and listening. And if you've listened to other episodes, thank you so much for coming back. Um, the Bold platform is a podcast celebrating Australian women and girls who are working on really beautiful initiatives in their community to try to leave um, their community or a group within their community um, a little bit better off and to leave their community a little bit better than how they found it. So today I am joined by Keely and Keely's mum, Sharon, from Keely's Cause. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem. So let's get started. I'd love for you to tell me um, about Keely's Cause. Okay, so Keely's Cause is an organisation made by Keely here that's sitting opposite me. Uh, Keely created it at 13 years of age in June 2017 and it's to provide iPads for children with autism and intellectual disabilities to enhance their learning capabilities, um, assist with communicating and interacting with peers. Fantastic. So only 13 when you got started. That's fantastic. So how did um, how did the idea come about and how did it get started? Uh, I decided that all children, regardless of their disabilities, had the a right to an education as much as anyone else, even if that meant we had to learn differently through technology that we need. So I decided I would create Healy's Cause and mum helped me. That is such a fantastic um, initiative and especially for someone so young, that is fantastic. And what a beautiful thing that you get to do it together and, and get to work um, alongside, you know, your um, your mother and, and, and daughter in your case, Sharon. That's so fantastic. So, uh, Oh, yeah, it, it's a great, great thing to do. And, and now that she's gone on to uh, charity status, and we have now been declared a national charity. Like it's it's just amazing. It's huge, and um, I'm so very proud of her. Oh, absolutely! And what a, an amazing um, feat because I have heard from friends and um, that have worked in charities that sometimes getting that that status can be um, quite a quite a process. So to have done oh, that, oh yes, yes, it's two years. Supposed to be Fantastic. the hardest you can get the DGR, and um, we also got the uh, Public Benevolent Institute for public and social welfare on top of it. Wow. So we actually got two, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and for a charity that was only 12 months old when we got it, that's, um, yeah, pretty pretty great. Very impressive. So what kind of impact has Keeley's cause um, had so far in terms of, you know, the the people that you've been able to help out with, um, with iPads? Well, it's had a huge impact. Um, it's obviously grown quicker and larger than we had imagined. Uh, we've had some fabulous support with donations and iPad sponsors. Uh, people are coming more aware of Kelly's cause and what she's doing. So um, last year, uh, Keely raised in 11 months $29,887. Wow. Um, so that was just from fundraising, doing her sausage sizzles, Donations from um, organisations, businesses, clubs. Um, what else have you been doing? She's got a merchandise range as well. I saw so that on the website, the T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, they're about to go up. So we're just trying to format a shopping cart at the moment, which we're 
having a little bit of trouble with. So we're trying to get that up and running to stick all the merchandise on so people can um, start purchasing because all the proceeds go towards purchasing iPads. Right. Um, so Keely in 12 months has presented 52 iPads across Australia. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so that's in Victoria, Sydney and Queensland. So we released another application round last week. Yeah. Um, so that's seen people from Perth, Adelaide, Victoria and I think New South Wales apply this time and a couple from Queensland. So. Wow, that is such a wide, um, a wide spread, and, and especially again in such a short amount of um, amount of time to have such a, an amazing wide reach all throughout Australia. That is a, a really um, a fantastic achievement. Um, for the two of you, what have been some of the the best bits and the highlights so far over the past two years? Well, for me, the highlight so far has been the phone call that you make to the parents advising them that they've been successful in their applications. And when you hear that mother cry on the phone, thanking you for assisting their child mm. that's been struggling for so long with learning or being nonverbal, and you've now made that difference to that child and that family's lives. And I can't tell you how much that means. It's, it's important. It's gratification. And, it, and it's knowing that you've done beyond what, you know, what you were meant to do to impact that child's life, to give them a voice and the ability to now learn in the effective way that they totally understand through the use of technology. Oh, absolutely. And what a beautiful privilege to to be a part of that um, moment for that family because it is it is just the family you know whilst it might be just one member of the family that that iPad will be used by it obviously has a huge impact as you would know from your own family across every member of that family when one person in the in the family is is um, you know not feeling their best or feeling like they're achieving or or just not feeling heard or um, as like a member of the community or a member of their school environment. Well, that's right because, like, parents with disabilities, look, it's a, it's a big struggle. It's it's a hard world. Um, each day is different. You you might get a day that everything's running smoothly and you might right. get a day where they're having a meltdown and they have an injustice from the time they put their feet on the ground to the time they go to bed. Um, and sometimes you just don't know what to do and a lot of parents don't understand it and it's tiring and, you know, it's physically and emotionally draining. Mm. And if you've got a child that also can't communicate on top of that and you're not understanding what's going on or they might not be able to sign properly or, you know, they suffer anxiety and they can't tell you how they feel, yes. that iPad changes everything because they can use, you know, like picture-based words that help them explain, emojis that talk about their feelings and stuff like that. You're giving the nonverbal child the chance to type sentences up to be able to talk to his family for the very first time. And that is the most amazing thing. Um, we've done a couple of those um, children so far and the parents are saying now, you know, their children are running on schedules because of the technology. They're mm -hmm. talking, they're interacting, they're hearing Words they say, even if it's through technology, it's still a voice and they weren't hearing that before. So it's amazing to be able to contribute 
and help these families out that are completely struggling and really don't have the money to buy the technology to assist their child. Yes. Keely, what have been some of the best bits for you over the past two years? Uh, Helping others and making other children smile. Oh, absolutely. And how important is that to see, you know, people that are in that same situation that, you know, you've previously been and know that you can give them um, this this iPad and that they can come out the other side and, and to feel um, some of those sorts of feelings that your mum was just talking about. That's such an amazing um, gift, gift for both of you to experience. Um, so over the past um, two years, what have been some more of the, I guess, the challenges or the obstacles that you faced in really trying to get Keely's cause up and running and out there to as many people? Um, the hurdle so far, I'd say, would be gathering funds. So, right. And it's being able to assist um, these children because there's an influx now. Like the more people that find out about Keeley's cause, the more awareness that's being created, the more we're starting to understand the bigger picture. So you're looking at about one in seven, maybe ten that have autism. Mm-hmm. If you combine that across Australia, I mean, we're not exactly a small place. That's a sure. lot of children that need assistance. Mm. And while we're fundraising and while we're doing, you know, the things that we're doing, trying to create money, it's not um, giving us the broader range where we can help as many children as we would possibly like at one time. So I suppose for us it's now, now that we're a charity, it's forming those sponsorships and partnerships and, and having people come on board to, you know, assist us both financially um, so support us with awareness, um, running events and, and those sorts of things so that we can create these funds and help children as much as possible. We want to effectively join as a big family and partnership with other organisations and businesses so that um, this can be an ongoing thing because the autism network and the children of autism isn't going to die down once we've given the first lot out of everybody in Australia because those people and other people have children coming and and there's always someone that somebody knows that has autism or there'll be a family member that has autism. So it'll be around for a long time and it's something that's, you know, just got to grow with the way the world's going and these kids need to have this technology. And if you don't mind me asking, um, how much does it cost to get um, the iPad, I guess, from sort of start to finish for you, um, get it ready, get all the apps, you know, that a family would need? How much would that sort of roughly cost? Well, we do a sponsorship for $500 an iPad. So businesses and organisations or even members of the community, we've had members of the community just want to sponsor an iPad to help a child out. So that consists of an iPad, an iPad cover, mm-hmm. and it also consists of a plaque on the back of the iPad. And what the plaque is for is for people that sponsor the iPads, we want everyone to know where their money is going and yes. who it assisted. So on the plaque itself, it'll have the Achilles Cause iPad and then the business, the organisation's logo, and it'll have this iPad is sponsored by da-da-da-da-la. That sponsor then gets the opportunity to meet their child, meet that oh, recipient wow. um, in presentation. So they get the chance to present that iPad to that child and their family. 
that enables the family to know who assisted their child, who went up and beyond and helped their child out that would never have been assisted otherwise. And it also gives the family the chance to meet the business organisation that assisted them to help them grow and, you know, spread the word about the goodness of these people that help out these kids with disabilities. So it's a win-win charity for everyone. Um, so no one goes without knowing where their money's going. So That's it's such an amazing yeah, it's such an amazing um, level, I guess, of connection to add because, you know, often there's so many amazing causes around the country that do need all of the communities to support them. And sometimes you, you know, you tr obviously try to give as much as you can based on your income and, and your budget and your means. And often, you know, you don't actually know exactly where that's, that money, especially if it's a financial donation as opposed to, you know, purchasing an item for someone or a gift card or you know, with share the dignity or places like that. Yeah, where that's right. Buying products, but to allow yeah. people to connect with the person who's donating or the organisation or the community, it really adds that level of, um, I guess, human connection to it, so that they can, you know, look each other in the eyes and realise, well, this person has made a decision to support me and my family and my learning and my development. I really love that. I didn't realise that that was a a component of the iPad donation, but I, I love it even more now. <laughs> Absolutely. And it creates that connection between the organisations and the families too. And it creates a personal uh, uh, um, connection because you know who you supported. You yes. get to meet that child. You know, that, that child will go on and they'll never forget you. They'll, they'll never, you know, the family will never forget what you did. And sometimes, you know, some of the um, people that have already sponsored iPads have created that connection where they're aware of what it's done to the child. You know, they're finding out, you know, what differences it's made to their lives by having that iPad, how it's changed. And, and that impacts it even more for the donor to know that not only did they give an iPad, but the iPad has made the difference to this child and enabled it to do things that it couldn't achieve before. Yes. These kids have dreams. They they have, you know, I was talking to a, a man with a disability the other day and, you know, he wants to be a mayor and he's oh. determined that he's going to be the mayor. So they have dreams. It's just the the community and, and people's attitudes and their perceivement of children with disabilities that change it because then the kids with disabilities think they're not good enough. But they have dreams and and things they want to do in their lives and that they want to feel. And Keely wants them to be able to achieve that, even if it's an ounce of ability. I mean, you've got Keely that's created a cause and she's got an IQ of 62, autism with an intellectual disability. Academically, she can't do anything, but she's just created an organisation. Well, that just goes to show you, right, that there is, you know, there's there's not um, there's nothing that you can't do with the right um, tools and technology and connection and resources. Absolutely. And if you spoke to a you know a hundred kids and asked them what they wanted to do or what did they want to be, mm. I can tell you their dreams are phenomenal. Like mm. you know, Keely, Keely will tell you that you know Keely's cause will go global. That's that's her dream. Yeah. So they have them but they also have the potential to make the change. Yes, so absolutely. Well, they are no, no one's in a better position than them to understand. Well, that's right. And for some reason, and I can't explain it, 
the technology that they understand on a whole different level to us. Like you've got mm. Bill Gates. Bill Gates has autism. Look what he created. Mm. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, they've got autism. Yeah, Look wow. where they are. So yeah. do you know what I mean? Just because they have a disability and people say, oh, well, you're, you know, you're inadequate and incapable and academically you can't do anything, well, that's great. But academically doesn't help them in the world. Yeah, and that's only going to get any of us so on. far. Absolutely. It's all about what they can do. So Keely's um, motto is our um, disability will never fight define our ability because that ounce of ability that they have can mean anything. Mm. So she she wants them to tap in on that, that ounce of ability because that's what we did here. It started off as something small from her just having an injustice about what they had a right to and look where she's taken it. it it's just phenomenal. And this is only in two years, right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So during the past two years, what have you learned about um, young people with autism? And, you know, you touched there on the, the technology side. What have you, you learned about these young people? That they're very clever. Mm. That they should never be underestimated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that um, Microsoft and those sorts of places are employing people with Asperger's and stuff to help design programs and things like that. Really? Um, well, the latest games that you've got coming out on Xbox, these kids can clock them in 24 hours. Wow. So once they've played them, they don't go back and play them again. Some sure. might, some might have might have that, you know, OCD side of things that that's their main focus, that's their main interest. So they'll play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. Mm. But they're learning from it. They're, they're creating a world for themselves. It's their safety net. It's whatever. But... When it's 24 hours, they're just tossing it to the side. Well, that's not helping Xbox yeah. and Microsoft with these kids because they want to be able to, you know, design something that lasts a while that kids are interested in. So they're getting mm. these kids in to help, you know, design it and they're employing the kids um, to do those sorts of things. You know, they're perceived differently, but I can tell you, Keely will tell you that we are the actual different ones. We're the, mm. We're weird. Is that right, Keely? Yes. <laughs> so well, that makes total sense. Yeah, well, their world's a lot different to ours. So they're literal. You know, what they see is how they perceive it. Yes. So let me take you into the autism world for a moment. So um, we've been lucky enough that Keely takes us in there every now and again and what a mm-hmm. world it is. So um, Keely said that if we were to go around the world on a trip, go overseas, mm-hmm. that she wouldn't be coming. So okay. we said, Keely, why not? What an opportunity. Well, she said, I don't want to fly upside down. And we said, well, you won't because there's gravity and everything else. She said, yes, but if the world's round and I want to go from Australia to Antarctica, I have to fly upside down. Hmm. Now, when you look at it, we kind of went, yeah, no. And then her sister, who's 25, said, you know what, Mum, she's exactly right. Because if you look at the globe, you would have to fly upside down. At some point you would be upside down. Yeah. That's right. And that's how they perceive things. They're they're black and white thinkers. What they see is literal to them. They don't understand the outer world that we have. So their anxiety, their anxiety becomes from their fear of our world. 
right. because our world is not literal. Right. Thank you so much for explaining that because, as I said before we started recording, this is not an area um, that I have a huge amount of knowledge in, which was one of the main reasons why I wanted to um, talk to you both because it's an opportunity, one, to educate myself so that I can then be a better member of the community because I can understand people that do have this diagnosis, but also for the listeners to also understand so that they can learn also to how to interact with people that, you know, they may think, you know what, it's too hard. I don't understand. It's like we're talking a different language. So thank you for taking that time. And that's such a great example that um, people will understand when you explain it like that, because when you sort of break it down, it does make sense. But on the surface, you'd probably just go, no, that's wrong. But the way you've explained it allows, you know, myself and hopefully the listeners to sort of go, okay, I take a step back and I, I get where you're coming from and where Keely and, and people like you, Keely, are coming from. So thank you for that um, explanation. Um, Keely, it's it's I want even to- down to the way you interact with someone with autism. So because they are literal, you know, you, you can say something, like I might say to Keely, she might be doing something, and I might say, Keely, what you're doing, you're being really silly. Mm. And she'll say to me, I'm not silly. And I'll say to her, no, I didn't say you were silly. She said, yes, you said I was silly. So they take what you're saying as that that's how you've perceived them. And that's why they have so much trouble interacting with other kids because they take things literal and the other person may not be meaning it literal. So there's two conversations there that aren't being understood because... We're basically speaking totally different languages. Absolutely. And this is why they sometimes are being bullied or picked on because they don't see what the other person sees. They just see that, you know, you've called them this name or you've said this, so that must be what you meant. And Mm. they, unless you sit down and properly explain it, they won't have a bar of it because as far as they're concerned... That's what you said. So people perceive people with autism sometimes as rude, but they're not rude. They just don't understand our way of communicating because to them if you're saying something silly, then you're saying they're silly, but you're really not. So if if you have the opportunity that you can actually sit down with someone with autism and listen to how they speak and then explain what you see, you can actually change the diversion of how they think. Mm. But until you take that time to sit and do it, you'll you'll never understand it and they never will because the world is too busy judging. Mm, yes. Yes, that's so true. So true. And if we all just had that, you know, took that extra minute in our day or our week or whenever it is to just allow ourselves to be educated and to learn about someone and their differences, we all would then, you know, be richer and 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 better for that that having taken that minute to learn a little bit. That's right, because they have beautiful hearts and I, I would have to say that they are the most empathetic people I have ever met. Like mm-hmm. Healy. Uh, she started this organization so other people wouldn't feel how she yes, felt. Yes. But yet Healy didn't have her own iPad. Keely never got her iPad till 12 months later because we weren't in a position to buy one either. Mm. She wasn't worried about herself. She was worried about how no one should have to feel how she's feeling, miserable, not being able to be with your friends, not being able to be educated, feeling Mm. like you're unworthy. She didn't want them to feel that. And she knew that she needed an iPad for her learning because 
if you give Keely a sheet of work, it's like she gets overwhelmed with the information. She gets them all wrong. But if you mm. put that same test on a computer or a laptop and ask her individually, she gets every one of them right. That's fascinating. So, and she she learns by rote learning. So repetitive learning that isn't available anymore in, in the current mainstream of schooling okay. is how these kids learn. So um, they don't understand our learning. They understand repetitive and schooling. So where she was struggling with maths and comprehension and things like that because of the way it was being taught, now that she attends a specialist school, she's getting the individual learning, but she's being taught old school and repetitive learning. Right. Kelly can now do maths and count money and things that she couldn't do before. That's awesome. So, yeah, and like I said, um, whatever the technology does, like my, I have a, also a son who has autism. He's 27 now. Mm. Um, but the things that he can do on the computer is phenomenal, but yet he can't draw a straight line or a circle or write but put him on technology and that boy can open worlds you've never seen before. Mm. So it's, it's like it's a special, it? special language that only they understand. Yeah. Because I can tell you now, half the stuff that they can do with technology, yeah. I must be prehistoric because I even have trouble <laughs> with Facebook and things like that. And these guys are just masters. Like Keely was, uh, uh, what were you, three, Keely? Um, she um, opened the computer one day and I said to her, oh, you don't want to be getting on there. You're a bit lo- a bit young. She goes, no, mummy. And she opened Mahjong and taught herself how to play it. I can't oh. even play it. <laughs> that's amazing. And that was at three. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. They have the yeah. capability, but we're so busy on what they can't do academically because they're not up to the level that everybody may expect everybody to be in the mm. world. Too focused um, on the disability instead of the ability, right? That's right. And and if you're telling someone all the time academically, you're no good for this, you're no good for that, then, you know, no wonder depression and anxiety are so huge in the world mm. um, because regardless of that, they have to have some ability. So if they focus on the ability, then everything else comes into play. So everything's not all about academic. You know, for the kids that can academically do things, you know, fabulous, that's great, good on them. But, you know, these kids are getting left behind too. Academically, I can do things well, but I have I have children struggling that can't. So sometimes we just have to open the world a little bit, share it, understand it, and adapt things and um, be open to other ways of learning. And at this stage for this generation, technology seems to be it. Absolutely. So, Keely, apart from your iPad and before we started recording, we were swapping some Netflix recommendations. What are some of the other things that um, make your life a little bit easier and things that you, you can't live without? Uh, fam- friends, family and my phone. And your phone. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, no, she's a, she's a Western Bulldogs member and uh, supporter through and through, I can tell you that. That is uh, I awesome. Think she's even memorized all their numbers and names, haven't you, Keely? That's so good. I don't know that much about AFL, but I, I love the the Bulldogs, so I will definitely have to, to check them out. What do you <laughs> do um, now that you've obviously got the charity and um, you know you're working hard all the time to get um, more funding and run events? What do you both do 
to take care of yourself so that you don't get too run down and um, and and um, too burnt out? Well, for me, I take the time out, I close the books, and I'm currently trying to allocate days for each task. So rather than just do everything over one day, which is what I've been doing, I'm kind of working out, well, I need to allocate, you know, a day to the applications, a day to putting all the um, Facebook notifications and stories on there and a day to updating the website and those sorts of things Mm. because I need a break to unwind and reflect. It's been so busy and so mind-consuming that we really need to take care of our own well-being as well. Yes. And if I don't factor that in, then, yeah, I reckon we'll be ready creating for a burnout because it, it's so easy. You get so caught in what's going on. You know, the hours run out, the days run out, and you're in a fluster. Mm. But if I can just incorporate and allow myself days and times and draw it up in a schedule, and then I go once a week or once a fortnight and I just get my hair blow dried mm-hmm. or I take a nice warm bath. Perfect. That's, that's my down, down timing. Or, or sometimes I just go down the street, have a, a couple with a girlfriend. Yeah. Just talk about other stuff apart from the, the charity, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because and you what- lose yourself. You get so busy, you know, and you say to your friends, um, I'll see you in a couple of days or I'll give you a call. They're like, yeah, no worries. And then you go, oh, my God, there goes a week, there goes a two, and I haven't even called them. So mm. now I'm like, no, this has got to stop because, one, they're missing out, and, two, so am I. Yeah. I'm missing out on that network of friends and support just to hear their stories, to hear that their child's been crying 24 hours a day or they've had a bad day. I miss all that. So I'm conscious about, you know, where this is going because it is getting busy and huge and I just have to allot it. So in my diary now we just get mark-off days and some days I don't even open the book to even look at it because I just have to turn away from it. Yeah. And what about you, Keely? What do you do, Keely? Music, talk to friends and I don't know, anything. What kind of music do you like? Uh, Any, to be honest. Uh, What's that girl's name you like? That you wanted to go and see in the city, but you only told me two days before. Oh, Billie Eilish. Uh, Billie Eilish. Mm, Yeah, she's got a great song with a great beat. I even like it. Yeah, she's very talented and so young. Yes. Yeah. And Kelly likes doing musicallys too. Don't forget to say that. Yeah. Is it the app? Yeah. Ah, so you record. Is that the one where you record with somebody else? Like you do like a bit of a duo? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, you can do that or you can just do a TikTok by yourself. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I don't really know how fun. many of them she does a day. <laughs> That's awesome. But you, you, but this is this is also another aspect of it. So Kelly's obviously grown with the cause and the organisation. Yes. So it's helped her with her self-esteem. So, you know, this conversation that you're having with Kelly now, and it may still only be a small conversation, a few words, but you would not have had that two years ago. Right. She wouldn't have spoken to you. She wouldn't have answered you. She wouldn't be talking to you right now. She'd be having a meltdown. 
because she couldn't see your face or she didn't know who you were or mm-hmm. didn't want to talk because what if her voice was wrong or she was perceived differently. So you wouldn't be having these conversations. She would be walking with her head down. She doesn't like photos. She wouldn't be doing anything of that. And now we have confidence and we're walking <laughs> with our head high and we're helping others because she she likes the fact when they say, thank you, Keely, and she's like, oh, well, they thanked me. Someone gave her a bunch of flowers. Keely couldn't believe that after giving someone an iPad, that mother had given her a bunch of flowers. Why is she giving to me, she's saying. Yeah. So, you know, they, so we've got a, a, a different child as well. We've gone from, you know, Keely having three, four, maybe five meltdowns a week to we're lucky now if we get one maybe a month. Mm. Well, I'm super grateful um, to both of you, but especially Keely, not only for the charity that, you know, you have um, built, but also for coming and chatting with me today because um, it is um, it is very brave and I really admire you sort of jumping out of your comfort zone to chat with me because, as you said, we don't know each other and um, I really appreciate, you know, as your mum said, it, it might not be... Um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of words, but sometimes just a few words can have a lot of power and a lot of meaning. And I think that is definitely what has happened here today in our conversation. So I'm very grateful for you for um, sharing some um, information about about your charity. I wanted to ask you both um, what you would what you would say to someone who maybe had an idea about starting a business, they'd seen something in the community or maybe something that had happened to them or their family where they thought I might be able to make a difference here. What what would you say to someone who maybe has an idea and they're not really sure, you know, where to start? Well, for me, um, I would tell them just give it a go. You're not going to know the outcome until you try. Mm-hmm. If it works, all and good. If it doesn't, well, you've had a go at it. Sure. It's not a fail. It's just that you were able to give it a go and work out whether it was the right fit yes. for you, regardless of the outcome. So my advice is that so many people wonder what if. Yes. What if I had have done this? What if I had have done that? And mm-hmm. and I even tell Keely that, you know, there's no reason to be scared because why? by the time you're working out why why, and should you and whatever, you could walk up to someone and ask the question. You're either going to get a yes or a no answer. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your answer. But if you sit and wait and wait and wait and wonder if that day's right and if it's not, then you're losing more. So give it a go. If it doesn't work, you tried it. You know yeah. that it wasn't an option. There's obviously something bigger and better down the track. That's Don't it. give up. That's At least really have a go advice. because I can tell you now out of Keely wanting to do two sausage sizzles, if you'd have told me it would have turned into this, I would have <laughs> laughed. But <laughs> out of two sausage sizzles, I mean, look what's happened. And, you know, that's all it takes. All it takes is someone to have an idea about something. But you're never going to know unless mm. you at least try. But like and to I said, feel it doesn't strongly work. enough, right? That's right. If it doesn't work, then you know, and you're not procrastinating over it for the you know ten future ten years of wondering should you have done it, shouldn't you? If only I had of. 
You can't live like that. You've got to live in the now. We, we don't know what's in the future. We don't know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we've got to live with what we have now. So mm-hmm. if you can have the opportunity to ask the question, like I said, it's a yes or no answer. It's either going to be one or the other. So, you know, sometimes you've just got to step outside the square you live in and, and just take a bat at it. And yeah. we taught Keely to do that. And, you know, having stepped out that comfort zone of hers, she's now being able to assist others. And I think it's amazing. I do too. Keely, is there anything you wanted to add to what your mum said? So what, what she's asking is? Sorry, I should. Oh, let me rephrase that. Um, Keely, is there any advice that you would like to give someone who might be thinking about starting their own business or charity? Just give it a go. Yeah, that's great, great advice because like your mum said, right, you you never know if you don't give it a try and, and you probably didn't think two years ago this is where you would be today and, you know, as we said before, it's just it's just the beginning and you've already grown um, both individually and as the, the charity and, and you're just doing an amazing job and it's just the start of something very fantastic, I can tell already. Um, and, if- and what's the other thing, Keely, like besides your motto, our disability will never define our ability, what's that other motto that's on your logo that you created? What does that say? Believe in your dreams. And that's exactly right. So you believe in your dreams and you can achieve anything. Yeah, that is really beautiful. And it's so true because without that, you're kind of just going through every day, you know, not with something, not with a, a real direction, I guess, or a real understanding of, of what you're going to do with your life, which, you know, often is is come is born from our dreams. So that's a really fantastic motto. I love that. Um, if people are wanting to get in contact with you, maybe they're looking to apply for an iPad or they'd like to support the charity somehow, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Okay, so they can contact us by visiting our website mm-hmm. at www.keeliscause.org.au. Okay. So there's a link there that will send emails to us. There's information about um, if they'd like to donate. There's upcoming events um, right now. They're just in Victoria. We will be obviously expanding around the country. Um, and also there's um, how they can apply for an ad- iPad and if, they're, um, if they meet the criteria and what they need to have. So it gives them a bit of an insight of whether they will um, be applicable to receiving one. So all that information's there. Uh, there's okay. also our Facebook page um, yeah. at Keely's Cause mm-hmm. and we're also on Instagram under Keely's Cause. Fantastic. Or they can email us direct at info at keelyscause.org.au. That's fantastic. And I'll pop all that information in the show notes so that people can click directly on there and jump through to your website. Sharon and Keely, thank you so much for coming on to the Bold platform today. As Sharon just mentioned, you can learn more about Keely's cause and the amazing work that Keely and her mum Sharon are doing at keelyscause.org.au and Keely is spelled K-E-E-L-E-Y-S, so keelyscause.org.au. As I said, I'll pop all that information in the show notes. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Bold Platform. If you think there's someone in your world that might love to hear about Keely's story, please um, feel free to share this episode with them. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. So until then, we hope you have a great week. And thank you again, Keely and Sharon, for coming onto The Bold Platform. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure.